Yesterday I was going off on humanity in the car on our way to our date. Okay. Uh, that feels... Is, are we, is this the start of your talk or this is just another little... No. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Do you want me to go first? No. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. But, no, I was just going off. One of Henry's teachers kind of pissed me off and... Stop potty talking. Pissed? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Carry on. Sorry. <laughs> Made me very mad. Thank you. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> really mad. Um, Made me very mad. And I was... Becoming a little unhinged, Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you too in your I Peaky do. Blinders. I was just it's hard. Kurt was my Kurt's my safe person, my mm-hmm. safest mm-hmm. person. I was just letting him fly, letting him all the things be said. That's <laughs> what you need to do, so you can come back to reality. And then, as we're rounding a curve, I saw Pussy Willows, and I was like, "Hey, Pussy Willows!" <laughs> and he's just like, "You have some right under your road." I do. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun. I was gonna pilfer some, but I was like, I should probably tell Rachel. No, about go them. for it. Go for it. I don't. I don't. I love them outside. I don't love them inside. Although I, I kind of do want some on my table for a little bit, just mm-hmm. for a little bit. But anyway, it was like he's like that was the best. Uh, what did you call it? Golden retriever moment mm-hmm. that you have had in a long time. He's That's like, awesome. honey, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with you. Mm-hmm. Because after that, after I saw the pussy lows, I was fine. It like completely snapped me out of it. It reset. I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine now. It was beauty. It was outdoor beauty. It was. Mm -hmm. Nature. (laughs) So good. Gets me every time. Mm -hmm. All right. I guess I'm starting. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Today is a place for everything and everything in its Mm. place. I have some good feedback. Give me a break. No, no. Good. No meaning like I did it this week and it's so (laughs) sad. See how she goes right to the negative? And all of you go jugular. (laughs) Give me a break. Give me a break. Sorry. I'm for some reason I got spicy today. I got I am spicy all the time now, you guys. So I never knew that a place for everything and everything in its place was coined by Benjamin Franklin. Whoa. Fun fact. Fun fact. I know. Over three hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. Or around three hundred years ago. I can see that. Really? We had a book that was all like fun facts about him. He was like super smart and creative and crafty. Brilliant, and, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also a little bit of a... Aren't we all? Pre- yeah. Mm-hmm. What was he? A little bit of what? Naughty pants? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. A flanderer of sorts? Yes. Oh, okay. But I mean, nothing that has nothing to do with his organizational skills. <laughs> <laughs> he just was really mean to women. But continue. Oh, mean to women. Putz. Jeez. I always thought I liked Benjamin Franklin. I mean, I'm not so sure. No. We all have flaws. As we do. As discovered in my last <laughs> podcast that I am deeply flawed, apparently. No, flaws. No, I'm just saying. Sorry. News flash. <laughs> so I personally love the sentiment behind this quote. I feel stressed when something comes into my life, as it often does, and I don't have a proper place for it. That stresses me. Mm-hmm. It is a constant battle for everyone. Especially true if you have a small house, an old house, children, hobbies, a busy work life with very little time at home. Existence. Just general existence. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Being Especially a human. You're alive. <laughs> it's just it's just the way that life is. It, it's stuff keeps coming at us and it doesn't always have the perfect spot. I have a question. If something comes at you and you absolutely love it, but there's no spot for it, do you automatically not love it? Or do you get rid of something you don't love as much? 
Ooh, Amy coming in hot with a question. Well, I'm just curious Usually as to her brain. B. I would find I would make space. Okay. Yep. Carry I, on. I, so if it's if the space is feeling displaced, mm-hmm. or right, just like there's too much of something happening, it, it's feeling cluttered. Like right now, my living room feels cluttered because Henry has wanted. I, I've asked him which toy box can we kind of part with, mm-hmm. and his answer was none of them. <laughs> And because he's he's eleven and he still mm-hmm. likes and and whenever the cousins are over or kids are over, he still likes to quickly take be, charge and and go host. to the toys yeah. and host yep. and play host and he does it really really so well cute. Yep. and he knows where everything it. is mm-hmm. and all the things. But I really want to get rid of one of the toy boxes and now there's a toy box next to a box of blocks next to another box of like smaller blocks and train parts and all the things and it's that's making me feel cluttered because I want just there to be one black trunk in front of the two windows not three little boxes (laughs) Amber is mocking Rachel with her face right now I'm not I've just we have a moment (laughs) (laughs) there's three boxes I took a picture of of your room your living room and said this house for this podcast no like but could you imagine if I put that on Instagram and said is this cluttered? What would be the general public's viewpoint? They'd be like, there are four things in the room. And you would say, there's three too many. <laughs> yes. That's that what this true. space is. Oh. Is that like, I'm in Mic your... drop. I, it's like, it's just... Which is like, yes, end of podcast. And, That's and, what I'm saying. So uh-huh. I'm just saying, I, you're adorable. It's, uh-huh. it's an endearing smile. I am not mocking you. It's yeah. just, if my living room... If your living room is cluttered, I am a hoarder. But continue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, we get into that here. (laughs) (laughs) I have noticed that many of the modern American homes, the nicer ones anyway, quote unquote, are built with a lot of storage, both big and small, in mind. But this is actually very rare in old houses or small houses, basic housing in most apartments. There is not Mm – there's not – the perfect storage mm-hmm. for coats. There's not the perfect storage for little things. There's True. not the perfect storage for your bowl collection and for your, you know, all your hobbies. Like for the average person living in an average house, which most people are, yep. it's a problem. It's always a problem. It's kind of like there's always something kind of hanging in a balance here and mm-hmm. it can get easily offset. Uh, we have a house that is almost as old as Benjamin Franklin is dead. <laughs> It is literally almost 300 years old. And so a place for everything was not thought of when this house was built. It is Because a tr- they had nothing, right? Really. Yeah. I yeah. mean, our house is literally built out of the, the, the trees that were on this property. And then also, I'm not sure which exact era you were taxed on the rooms in your house. Mm. And a closet was considered a room. Okay. And so that is when armoires became a big thing okay. because if it was Fun built day. if it was built into the room like it was attached to the wall like a closet is, it would be taxed. Wow. If it was an armoire that was a freestanding piece of furniture, it would not. That was when that whole thing happened. That's uh-huh. that is that is why a lot of the and some and when you see an old house with very tiny closets that are like, "Wow, you can't even fit a hanger in here." Mm-hmm. Like our old apartments. Mm-hmm. That was small enough, so it wasn't considered a room. So the very, very shallow closets, mm-hmm. they were like be- finding a way to bend the rules. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
a lot, I mean, in here in New England, where a lot of our listeners are from and where we're from, a lot of old houses, a lot of houses where storage was not thought of either at all or as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. And so it is. it has been a challenge to find the right kind of space for everything. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, right now, I will tell you that the stairway going down to our scary 1700s root cellar, there are about 15 coats, three backpacks, a mop, a mop bucket, a Swiffer, a feather duster that I never use and should really get rid of, a couple of shopping bags, and my trusty cleaning bucket, along with whatever couple of bulk dry goods are hanging out on the steps because we're too lazy to bring them all the way down to the basement pantry. Mm. Is this ideal, and does it feel n- fit nicely into a place for everything and everything in its place? Not really. It's just sitting on the steps? Well, I, it's some of the... Some of the bulk food is there, there's always a few things where we bring home groceries and a few things need to go downstairs to the pantry, yeah. which is if you go downstairs in our basement, is a scary table with just some dry goods on it. I mean, okay. it's literally nothing at all, and it's it's because I don't have a pantry. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's it's not like so even. Even by my standards, which are high and where I wish that I had, I mean, when we left our last house, I said, I will never, I made emphatic statements that said, I will never buy a house again that doesn't have a laundry room, a pantry, storage for coats, extra closet space. Uh, Did I already say laundry room? Mm -hmm. I forget there was five things. I forget what the other one was. It doesn't have any of those things. This an house has none way. of those things. An, an entryway. An entryway. Yes. I, I, this house has none of those things. Ugh. None of them. And it, and it had, it did, I mean, so we've built a few of the things in, like mm-hmm. our laundry room. There wasn't a laundry room. So we put the laundry, just stackables in our downstairs bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did, we didn't have a coat closet or a closet of any kind to speak of because we basically came in and knocked all the rooms out. And what, what storage was there, which really was very minimal, we, we knocked out. Mm-hmm. So we built a kind of an armoire-looking closet, which is just shelving for games, um, our winter hats and, hats and gloves, all in baskets. And then Henry basically owns the rest of that closet for Legos. I mean, which is, you know, that gives – if I think too long about that, I get a little bit upset. <laughs> But that is how I love my child right now in this season. Someday it will put I will be able to put my vacuum cleaner in there. Oh yeah. Right now, our vacuum cleaner, and this is again not ideal. And this is I doesn't have a place for this. It's behind one of my sofas, which I hate. But I just have to make peace with it because like there's literally our house is just this big open, a big open room. Mm-hmm. And so there's nowhere with literally no like coat closet or anything. So there's nowhere for a vacuum cleaner. So it just lives behind the sofa. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm seeing all these things kind of looking for an ideal when a lot of times there is none. There right. is, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, that's my vacuum cleaner. It lives in my living room. <laughs> we call him Earl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's normal. Mm-hmm. You're a normal human. Yeah. That's, that's, that's normal. Even for those of us who are ridiculously uh, nuts. And that's, that's me. Um, the buckets are hung on scraggly nails. Like Kurt and I have talked for the last 10 years. We've said, we should really put some nice, yeah. <laughs> we should really put some nice hooks on the wall. 
going down to the basement, hooks that could carry 15 coats and like really hang on to them. They're just hung on scraggly nails that every time I go down, a coat falls on me or a backpack falls (laughs) on me. Or as I'm coming up, I'm like crawling through Narnia's closet coming out (laughs) and a coat falls on me and strangles me. And so I was like, why? Mm -hmm. Don't we take the time to make a little project? It's only going to take an hour or two to take down all the nails and put up some nice hooks. Because we just don't, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. on a normal day, that's not how I want to spend my time. And it just gets pushed down on the list of all those things that we should do to make life better, but we don't do them. But I do feel blessed to have the home that we have. We make it work. And that's where I want to focus. That's where we need to focus. Making things work, not making it perfect, yeah, but making it work. Mm-hmm. And that does take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it after the last podcast that I did about tanning. I want to be careful about this next section. <laughs> what she means to say is after Amber will after- be Amber will tell put me in my place if I say anything wrong. I'll close my eyes and grab my ankles. I yeah. guess that's what I do before I yell at you. Well so I see and this is just I'm curious how you guys feel about these things. I see all these TikToks and Instagram reels of seemingly either single, retired, or clearly very wealthy women making new and better storage for every little thing in their life. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes me mad. Oh good. To filter if I'm honest, mm-hmm. um, I do love something about it, but that I don't think it's helpful for most humans. Most of us do not have kitchens with 25 huge kitchen drawers that have 20 more f- hidden drawers inside them with 50 perfectly selected dividers in them for every hair tie, clothespin, and snack food in your life. Yeah. But and I get too it. many of them. I know. Uh, like, who has 18 things of one thing? Like, when you watch them do the bathrooms and they're like... 16 toothpastes i'm like i buy a four pack (laughs) you know even in bulk we're talking that's bulk Mm -hmm. bulk yeah it's like zombie apocalypse toothpaste Mm -hmm. and i'm just like you guys i i mean fabulous for you but i this isn't normal life normal reality yeah Mm -hmm. so i don't love those and 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 so speaking these things out i like to try to keep things where i feel like most people resonate with them yes which reality reality Mm -hmm. which Oh, I, I think I know who you're speaking of, and I follow them, and I do like I, – I understand their system, but it is definitely for the upper middle class. Like, they organize for Ruth Witherspoon and the Kardashians. Upper who, middle class. Upper class. Yeah, the 1%. The 1%. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of information for all of us out there that are in the middle class. Mm. Yeah. Um. I mean, how the Tupperware maybe. Like I have a lot of Tupperware. <laughs> Tupperware is Tupperware is not, where we're at, people. But not like I know. Fendi purses. Like that's not what I have a lot to organize. Right. Yes. <laughs> that's not what I write. All the things. Um, I get I do get it. It feels organized and organized feels better than unorganized. But I do feel that some people cross over into obsession and perfectionism, which I will admit that I feel the temptation to be if I could build my dream house from scratch. Uh, But again, for most of us here on this messy, disorganized earth, we have to do our best. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have to spend quite a bit of time thinking, where can I put these candle holders when I get tired of seeing them on the dining room table? I don't want to get rid of them, but I need a break from seeing them every day. Where can I put all of our winter accessories? I don't really want them in my living space, but I don't have a coat closet. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Where can I put these new mixing bowls that I just bought? I love them. I want to be able to use them easily when I bake. But what do I get rid of now to make room for them? So Where that- can I put my St. Patrick's Day shamrocks that I used from In decorate- the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one place for those. <laughs> okay that's right we all are here for a reason all three of us i'm closing my eyes i don't i haven't been eating a whole lot of that so save some of it for me okay yeah it's so good when it's your turn and i get to eat all the cheese um these answers come with spending time thinking about your own stuff your own spaces your own resources and your own style Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what seems like good storage to me might be an old wooden box but that might be totally appalling to someone who loves plastic as their ghost go as their go-to storage bins i can't talk sometimes you guys you're doing a great job you're doing great keep going onward i personally love a mix of old rustic and new modern that is kind of my jam and my vibe i I do love i appreciate Mm -hmm. old things i love old boxes especially but i also love some modern clean straight lined things and in trust me in my old house where there's no straight lines to save its life a nice modern touch is sometimes like a breath of fresh air it feels really good and it's kind of a fun mix Mm -hmm. like i really like that you do a great job of that um Right. I said, I have a home from the 1700s, but you will not step through my door and feel like you're in Sturbridge Village. I do not love that. Like, when that is a thing where I'm like, I I mean, I love it. I love it in like... A visiting to a museum? Yes. (laughs) I love that it was real and that it was, it's very, it's cozy. It does have a thing, but I wouldn't want to live like that where like everything was these sort of muted blues and reds and... Wooden you, candle. There's no pitcher that you used to wash your face off with in, you know, those in like the bedrooms. Pictures. Yeah. yeah. Filled you won't with find one of dried those in my flowers house. in Rachel's house. Oh, yeah. Still dried flowers. Yes. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, back in my old room, you yes, remember, Amber, yes, back yes, when she, I was a teenager, I, I kind of chased that vibe for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hilarious. You had a vibe back. I did not have a vibe. Oh, she had so many vibes. I know. It's I like it is ingrained vibes. in who you are. I love it. Yeah. I knew she, nothing. I still don't really know much. But I clearly didn't when I was a teenager. Well, I'm starting to write a book and going going into home and all the things and going all the way back to my childhood. And I was working on it a lot this last week. And I was a rare bird. It would be cool if you could see like all the people your age next, like what they were, like if you and I together, for example. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you were really living... I mean, you could have been like an interior designer probably at 12 or at yes. least you saw you saw things I that saw most kids things. your age wouldn't even like register. Yeah. And God put me in a lot of situations with hoarders. Isn't that funny? And from Not like- me. No, I I know. I'm just saying we were friends forever and you always tease me that I'm a hoarder. Disclaimer, I am not one of the hoarders that God put her in the presence of. I never said that you were a hoarder. (laughs) Okay. No, not Amber. (laughs) But other people in my life uh, where the home situation was so far from what was I wanted in my spirit in my like happy place that I was taking some serious mental notes mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and where it was it affected my personal outcome yeah 
where I was like, okay, I don't like that. And I also wonder about it and and started forming opinions about it and all the things. And so I'm working this out in my book where I'm like really – Well, it's like you had these life themes mm-hmm. in a way that are like still playing themselves out, which is kind of cool. I mean we yeah. all do, but yours we are just do. so clear. Yeah, they're clear to other people. Sometimes for me, I'm just like, there's so many themes that I don't know which one is going (laughs) to happen today. So it's hard to keep them all organized. But um, so regardless of style and your current living spaces, I know of a few things that are true. Hmm. You have stuff. Truth. Truth. You need places to put your stuff. True. True. The more stuff you have, the more places you need to put it. True. True. If you have more stuff than spaces to put it, then I'm going to make a statement that might offend you. Okay. Ready for oh. it. I can take it. I can take it. You might be crossing over. <gasps> wow. That's harsh. Okay. So having more stuff, I'm going to slow this down. Having more stuff than places to put it means you're making the choice to keep more stuff than your real life situation has room for. Ooh, that's good. If you are actively trading space for stuff, it is my personal belief that you have crossed over into hoarding territory. I'm not calling you a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Hoarding territory. Or you need to move like the bookers had to do. Yeah. That, that's why I said uh, keeping more things than your real life situation has room for. Because I, I would never consider us hoarders. But, you, but we lived in a 900 square foot house. Right. So that was just, you, you were... You were hoarding that house just because of your size. I surely was not hoarding that house. I was not. I know what you're saying. All right, guys. Uh, I'm not talking just to you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody here. Yeah, yeah. I receive. I receive. You might not have dead cats in your living room buried beneath 500 boxes of mystery items all in their own state of decomposition. But you are actively choosing to not create a place for everything and have everything in its place. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're choosing, albeit perhaps unknowingly, That the accumulation of things is what you're choosing over the preservation of your living space. And I'm going to say, let me say that again. (laughs) When you do not even have the appropriate spaces for everything in your life that you need and continue to add things to your life, you are then choosing the accumulation of things over the preservation of space in your home. That's a lot. That's good. That is my – that is I, – I came up with that while I was writing my book and I, I do believe it. Mm-hmm. I think that at some point things tip and you're now – because you only need so much stuff. We go camping a lot and we travel quite a bit. And I know for a fact that you can survive and live very happily with a very limited amount of stuff. And it's a, it's a good exercise to leave home with just a little bit of a, like just one suitcase or just a backpack and your tent and, you know, fill the car. But you're living, you're living with just a little bit and you're so happy. And our homes can be similar to, they don't have to be this like a, accumulation of a collection of stuff. I mean, it's like, and in our, in our culture, it is bonkers. It is bonkers because now we have in when we live in a rural part of a very unlived part of the country in here in Maine, and in our little rural backcountry roads, we have more and more storage places popping up. Mm-hmm. 
Why? That is so true. Why? Uh What is happening here? Mm -hmm. Ten years ago, these weren't needed and now they're needed. What what are people putting in these? They can't get up a deal. Uh Yeah. So, and I, I'm not going deep into that here. Do you think it comes down to a values thing? Like, yes. I absolutely mm-hmm. agree with your statement. It but is some about, people may value their stuff over the space that they're giving up. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I say you're choosing mm-hmm. the accumulation yeah. of things over the preservation mm-hmm. of space in your home. Now, if that's if your stuff is more valuable, to, valuable, 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 yeah, to you than space. Space. And what I mean by space, what I mean by space is that there it's first of all, it's limited. If you're in a room, mm-hmm. there's only so much space right. in it. If it's a big room, fabulous for you. If it's a small room or a medium sized room, a normal sized room, that's normal. And can you fit a nice big sofa in there? Like let's say it's a living room. Mm-hmm. For me, a living room needs a sofa, a TV, because I do love TV, or not, because I could just watch it on my iPad nowadays. It could be very <laughs> peaceful. A fireplace or some sort of a warm, cozy something or other. And a lamp. A lamp and maybe a sitting chair. And a little throw rug maybe. A, a little throw rug. And then maybe a little, like on the mantle right now, I have ant, like some old antlers and there's a, a little boxwood wreath. And that is it. There's a few very sparse decorations on my walls. But that for me, personally, that is space. That's all the space. Mm-hmm. I want to take up with stuff in my living room. If anything else happens to come into that room, I am now feeling cluttered. Mm-hmm. So for me, the balance of space and stuff is met. There's, it's balanced. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying when I look over to the wall and I see more toy boxes and I want to see, my brain is saying, warning, warning. Warning, there's yeah. too many boxes. I really want it to just be one box by the window over there. Can I ask my kids? And my kids said no. So I'm I'm giving that up and I'm dealing with it in my brain. But my instinct is to claim back more of this space. Yes. Yep. So that's what I mean by that's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only so much and I'm I'm working with a woman um who wanted my help and she can't afford to have me come in person. So I said, you know what? I'll Pro bono over te- whatever you can, whatever I can do to text you, and you can send me pictures. I will do for free, and so I'm helping her as much as I can that way. And so she's she's like, I just really want my style to be more like yours. I love your pictures and I love your home, and so she sent me pictures of her home. And I said, if you want your home, I see where I see what you're trying to do, but if you want your home to look like mine, you are going to have to get rid of ninety percent. <laughs> Of everything that I'm looking at. And I just said it. I said, yep. if, P- if, if someone's coming to me and ask, mm-hmm. actually wanting my opinion, I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle it, I'm sorry. And I don't mean to hurt your feelings. But you're also asking me because you want this. You want this outcome. In order to get this outcome, you can't have 90% of that. It's all nice stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all nice. I can see what you're go- what you're going for. Like shabby chic meets boho meets country, all the things, magnolia. Little too many uh, different vibes all in one space. <laughs> yeah. But I get I get it. I know I see through what you're trying to do, but what you but what you are achieving and the reason why you feel stressed and unhappy is because it's too much. You crossed over. You crossed over into 
when I met TJ Maxx and I saw the thing and it was really cute and I bought it. Mm-hmm. And so now I get home and I try to find a place to put it. And it, so I put it here because it's the last space left. I'm like, right. that's not how, that's not how I think it's the most effective use of your humanity <laughs> to do that. I think that you, you, you value the space more. And I feel like that has the more, I personally have worked with enough people over the years to know that stuff does stress people out. It's true. Yes. I do believe that. I do think that it's an ultimate truth. (laughs) I think that some people aren't aware that it's stressing them out. I think that some people think that they love their stuff so much and that, that that's a comfort thing for them. But I do think that it's still stressing them out. You taught me when you want to redo a room or you feel cluttery or whatever, you take everything out. Yeah. And then you bring back just what you love. Yeah. Because I would always like clean it and tidy it and move stuff around and get rid of a couple things. But when you literally like make a room naked and start over, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. It's the best way. It's not always possible. But if I, to get uh, all the decorations off the walls mm-hmm. and stuff off the mantles, stuff off shelves, really say, uh, you know, books. and Blank slate. Yeah, just because sometimes when you – and then live – if you can give that space. I even told this lady, I said, T- I want you to take everything. Let's start with this one corner, I said, because it was just so much stuff and not everything. And I said, I want you to take a picture after you've gotten everything out of there. And I want you to just live with it plain for a few days. Don't even – I don't want you to panic about the space. Mm-hmm. I want you to actually live with it just plain for a few days. And then I want you to pick out – one of your favorite things, just one or two, and then we'll figure, you know, it is hard not to be there. It's not hard, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to do this over texting and pictures, but um, just we're going to pick one thing to put back on the wall instead of the 15 things, mm-hmm. you good. know, and mm-hmm. because she wanted more of my style. Now that, that, that does break into personal style and all the things, but going back to a place for everything and everything in its place I, I do tend to and believe in minimalism, mm-hmm. and I, I, that's, that is kind of my jam, and we're living with less. Yes, I love that. Do you love it? Do you need it? Yeah. If it doesn't fall into one of those two, and that changes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, really, that's a really important part that even I rem- have to remind myself. Um, do we love it? Do we need it? Changes as we get older, as our seasons change, as our children grow up, as our marriage moves on into more mature years, and we don't do the same hobbies, mm-hmm. and we don't have the same sports, or what? Do you love it? Do you need it? Is it is an undulating, moving, living thing? So you have to every couple of years, every couple of months, every couple of weeks, whatever it whatever it is that sort of you can feel it, you can feel it bugging you, and and it's. It's like it keeps coming back to you to being like, oh, I really need to A, B, or C. I really need to deal with this. I really need to. That's the th- those are the things that you want to say. Do I really love this still? Do I really need this? And if you don't, still? what's the next phrase you say? You get it out of your life. You get you rid of it. you give it a second life. And you give it a second life. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother. Mm-hmm. That's, a, pro- that's a, a big process. Yeah. Do you love it? Do you need it? Nope. Then find a way to get rid of it out mm-hmm. of your life, whether it's selling it, throwing it, donating it, mm-hmm. giving it, what, putting it out by the side of the road. That's mm-hmm. what we do here in Winterport. Amber and I are going to get two boxes today. She, Rachel's done with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. I have a little pile I just mm-hmm. left at the top and the girls claimed it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
almost fought for it, but didn't. No, we love each other more than your stuff. <laughs> I know. And if they didn't want any, want any of it, I was just going to give it to the the resale shop that we give a lot of our stuff. And if they don't want it, I bring it down to the to the second time around place at our dump, which is called the Winterport Mall, mm-hmm. and where it's stuff people can give and take stuff for free. Mm-hmm. So it all has. It's a journey. <laughs> it <laughs> it makes its rounds. <laughs> it is a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and the less of you have it, the cleaner your house is. Oh, it's the so less nice. You have to work. Yeah. It is so easy. When you have only a little bit of stuff in your house, you can deep clean. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm serious. You don't have to just tidy. You can deep clean your house in a few hours. Like, you can vacuum the whole thing. You can mop. You can get a bucket of hot soapy water and, and dust everything. And you're done. And wash the windows and you're done. It's clean. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. But when you're working around knickknacks yes. and stuff mm-hmm. and piles and boxes and this and that is over here and this is pile of this and what is in this pile, I don't even know. That's overwhelming. You don't vacuum as much. You never dust. And all the stuff just accumulates. And then you're like, well, uh, there's no point in doing this. And then you set another book on top of that other pile of books. <laughs> and then all the th- and it's just, it's, it's if you give a mouse a cookie, all yeah. the things in yeah. reverse. It's literally just like, it's it, it escalates to the point and then that's when I believe that humans respond and feel stressed. And then we call Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.